welcome to Christ-Centered Identity. I'm so excited to share this message with you. Please share this with your friends. Get them excited about Jesus because it is all about Jesus. God bless you. About to be brought tonight. Everybody say bring it. Bring it. Everybody say bring it. Bring it. Oh, it's about to be brought in. <laughs> have a seat. Have a seat. I want to welcome you guys here. Some folks are new. Welcome to Youth Nation. We're excited to have you guys. There's plenty of seats in the middle. There's a big white couch for y'all to sit on. There's a seat over here. There's a seat over here. Just pick one. Choose one. There's bean bags. You guys can do this. Front row seating. Awesome. Awesome. I'm excited to have you guys here tonight. Um, you know, what, what God has been doing here is actually pretty amazing. And, and, and and it's interesting because, you know, I've said this several times. Last year, we literally had, like, last week was kind of weird. Because some of you heard last week, we only had, like, five students, which is really weird. We normally have between, like, 20, 30, maybe 50 students here on, on a weekly basis. So I was like, everybody just, like, go out of town during this week or something? It was really strange, right? So I'm excited to have you guys all here tonight. We have a few new folks here tonight. Welcome, welcome. Um, but, you know, one of the things that we've been doing here a lot is actually we talk a lot about Jesus. Why do you think that is? It's a church. Wow. <laughs> that just blow your mind or what? Yeah, it, yes. like, like we talk a lot about Jesus. Why? Because without Jesus, there actually is no Christianity. Do you guys know that? Because his name is Jesus Christ, Christ which means Christian, which means Christ-like one. Christ, Christianity is Christ-like one. So we live our lives like Christ. There you go. You guys, are, you guys are catching it. It's okay. It'll come to you. Right? So, so as Christians, we live our lives as Christ. Jesus, right? Right? Not, not the curse word Jesus Christ. The actual, like, Jesus, right? Like, Jesus, the Son of God, right? The one that took away the sin of the world. Now, I want you guys to understand something. That Jesus didn't just die on the cross to take away your sin. You're like, wait a minute. But I thought he died on the cross for my sins. Yes. But that wasn't the, the whole purpose. See, the whole purpose of salvation wasn't just, just to take away your sins. See, your sin was a blocking, like a wall between you and God. So Jesus paid the ultimate price with his life on the cross so that you and I could have access to the Father. So the purpose of Jesus dying on the cross was so that you and I could have relationship with the Father God. Isn't that amazing? How many of you guys feel like you have a supernatural gift in your life? I hear voice, voices. <laughs> You're like, what? I, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I, I, not, not many voices, just one, right? And I, and I know him. His name is Holy Spirit, right? And so, so we hear this voice named Holy Spirit, and Jesus sent him to be our comforter and to be our wisdom while we're here on earth. He wants us to know Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, Holy Spirit, Spirit. is my friend. Holy Spirit is God in the Spirit. I can't see Him. I can't touch Him. Right? Can you guys touch the Holy Spirit? Have you guys ever done that? Me neither. It's kind of weird, right? Like, so I can feel Him, but I can't touch Him. Does that make sense? So you can feel the peace of God. You can feel the, the hug of the Holy Spirit, the, the love of God on you. Like, when you get around people that are just filled with God. How many of you guys have ever been around somebody that you can just tell they love Jesus like 
100%. They don't play around. They don't play no jokes. They just love Jesus. Like, it's just full on, right? And so every time you get around them, you actually feel love. Like, almost like, the way I describe it is like someone sprayed a bunch of perfume or cologne on. And then, like, they walk in the room, you're like, oh, God, that stinks, right? Or, or that smells good, maybe. I don't know. Some people's cologne and perfume, I'm like, dude, that smells like a dog's other side, right? We don't want that. Right? And so, so like, so when they, they have this, they have this smell to them. They have this aroma about them, right? So, so it's almost like your senses have this, like, interaction with this presence that's on this person. Like, I, I had a pastor in Spokane that, that when you got next to him, you're like, I, I'm a horrible sinner. <laughs> I'm doing everything wrong. Why, why did you feel like that? Because he walked in such purity and such holiness. You just felt the holiness of God and you just you just sensed like, I need to get things fixed here, here. Like it's almost like when you're driving your car and you grab the, the, the and you see the police officer, you grab your car 10 and two and you check your belt and you're like, yep, I'm good. Mirrors are good. Like I'm not cutting anybody off, going to speed limit. Woo, okay, we're good. Right? You just start checking everything in your life. Why? Because you get this, this fear on you, right? This, the fear of, of authority, right? And so he walked in such spiritual authority that when he got near you, you're like, whoa. See, the Bible talks about, about men of God in the, in the Bible that, that when, when the, the angel of the Lord came, they fell to the floor as dead men. Because they, they sensed that they weren't worthy of the presence of God. Moses asked to see God face to face, but God said, I'll hide you behind the cleft of a rock because if you saw me face to face, you would actually die. I'm talking about a holy God. See, in America, we kind of make this, like, make this Jesus up the way we want him to like, fit into our, our narrative. Like we kind of make this like, like he's my Jesus and I'm allowed to do all these things that I want to do, but then say I'm a Christian. Like we kind of make this gospel up, but the reality is, is like, like we can't just make this up. There's actually a, a way to be a Christian. And it may not align with your opinions. So then you got to change your opinions. Does that make sense? How many of you, how many in here are you God? Who here is God? No one? Okay, so if none of you are God, then who makes the decisions over your life as, as the supreme authority? Do you? Because if you do, then, then you're taking God's place. That's rough, isn't it? You're waiting, wait a minute. I want to. I want to make my own decisions. I want to be my own person. I'm independent. You can't tell me what to do, right? I'm an American. I don't submit, <laughs> right? I don't submit. I'm an American, right? And so, so. So we live this life in, in, on, this, on this planet and we, we, we act like we got it all. We have, we have our own ideas and our own thoughts and I'm independent. I'm a free thinker. You can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me how to live. But I want to tell you that the way you live and the way you conduct yourself gets you where you're going for eternity. And so I want to, I want to impress on you guys that tonight, I want to teach you guys what the gospel really is. The gospel isn't something that you just like incorporate into your life as another idea, principle, theory, theology, like like philosophy, any one of these things. You don't just incorporate Jesus into your life and say, I'm going to do all these things that I want to do. I'm going to go do all these things, but then I'm going to say, I'm a Christian over here. 
I'm going to incorporate Jesus into my life, and I'm going to, I'm going to live how everybody else in the world lives. I'm going to act like everybody else in the world acts, but then I'm going to call myself a Christian over here. What do we call that? A, a hypocrite. Fake. How many of you guys like fake people? Fake Stan. Fake Stan. How many of you guys like that? How many of you guys like fake people? None of you? Good. I don't either. Right? So, so we, we don't want to be fake. We want to be authentic. We want to be real. We want to be like, like, like really walk this thing out. Right? We want to really understand who we are in Christ. Now, the thing is, if you understand who you are in Christ, you will walk in power and authority wherever you go. How many of you guys walk in fear? How many of you guys walk in depression and anxiety? None of those are legal in the kingdom of God. You understand what I'm saying? If you're walking and you allow fear, see, fear is a spirit. It's a spirit of fear, and it's not from God. So where's it from? So why do we accept it if we're a Christian? Are we letting our fears be God, or are we letting God be God? See, I'm asking all these questions because I want you to think along with me in a different way. You guys are looking at me like, dude, you're out of your mind. I'm like, no, I'm out of your mind. I just got into his. It's real. I promise you. I promise you. Like, guys, I've seen, with my own human eyes, I've seen people get out of wheelchairs that had a severed spine. I've seen blind eyes completely be remade right there in a spot by someone praying for them. I prayed for a lady uh, about a month ago, and she had a deaf ear, and her ear popped open, complete 100% healing in her ear. You guys are like, what is that? I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about authority. I'm talking about the last thing that Jesus said to do was go and heal the sick. Before he ascended to heaven, the last thing he said was go and heal the sick. And he said, go and make disciples. Be a believer in reality, not a believer in theory. See, we want a Christianity that lets us be who we want to be and do what we want to do. But the, the real Christianity is those that are sold out for Jesus. So everybody say this, I copped my salvation. See, I copped my salvation. I snagged it. It's mine in the name of Jesus, right? So, so, so we, we live this life of, of trying to figure things out, but God's saying that you can actually have access to Jesus. How many guys want access to Jesus? You want a new life in Christ Jesus. You don't want this old tattered thing. You want something brand new. In John chapter 14, verses 6, it says this. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. What did I say earlier? Jesus died on the cross for what? For what? Okay. So that you can have a relationship with the Father. Remember that? So Jesus died on the cross so that you can have a relationship with the Father. So let me read that verse again. It says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. No one gets to the Father except through Jesus. So what does that mean? That means you can't get to God on your own ideas. That means that you have an eternal value, and are you living up to that eternal value, or are you just living to take your next breath? Are you just living to get to the next day? Are you just existing? Are you just sucking air? 
right? Are you just like, or are you, are you like, or are you like, I'm just going to do what everybody else does because I want to fit in. And even if what everybody else does compromises you, you, who you are. Even if, and what everybody else does, when you're all alone in your room, you're feeling horrible about yourself. You're willing to compromise who you are to fit in with those people. Are you willing to do that? Because I was when I was younger. I, I, I thoroughly compromised who I knew I was. And there were many nights where I laid alone in my bed when no one was around, and I felt horrible about myself because I knew I was better than that. Hey guys, could you split up? Mr. Leader, can you move? So I, I want to I tell you guys a, a story here in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2-4. through 4. It says this, May grace and perfect peace cascade over you as you live in the rich knowledge of God, of the Lord Jesus. So we live in this rich knowledge of who God is. This rich knowledge, this vast, rich, like successful, wonderful knowledge about who God is. Everything that we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us through His divine power. Everybody say this. Say, I got. Say, I got. The power. Say, I got. The power. Don't live powerless. Don't live surrendered to life. See, this is, makes people feel uncomfortable because what happens is it actually calls you to the carpet and you're going like, I don't like how this feels. I feel cold out. Right? And so I'm trying to challenge you guys a little bit. It makes it a little uncomfortable. It's okay. Jesus loves you and you'll get there. Right? And we're here for you for that. So it says this. Everything we could ever need. Say everything. Say everything. everything. How much? Everything. How much? Everything. Little bit? No. Everything? Yes. Okay. Everything we could ever need. How much? Everything. Wait a minute. Do you guys ever feel like you're lacking things in life? Huh. What's your truth? What's your truth? Okay, if Jesus is your truth, truth, then everything you could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us through His divine power. For all was lavished upon us through the rich, through the rich experience of knowing who? Good. Knowing Him who, who called us by name and invited us Sorry, my thing And invited us Where am I at? Where am I at, guys? And invited us by his divine power. For all this was left. Oh, that, I ordered that at night. <laughs> Help me. For all this was lavished upon us through the, his rich experience of knowing him and, and called us by name and invited us, us to come to, his, to him through his glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given you Magnificent promises. Everybody say magnificent, magnificent. Promises. promises. How many of you guys have had have promises broken? See, God doesn't break His promises. God doesn't break His promises. See, thank you. Yeah, preach it. Who just said that? Yeah. God doesn't break His promises. What God says is what God means. And what He says is what He means. And beyond all price. 
All his promises that are that are beyond all price. So there's no price to his promises. I mean, it's it's it's, it's immeasurable. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature. Everybody say divine nature. See, each one of us has a reality of what we believe to be true. Each one of us has a reality of what we think is right or wrong. Each one of us has a reality of, of what we're going for or what we're against. Each one of us has this, this, this truth in us, right? And so we have to partner ourselves with this divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires of the world. Everybody say, this world, this world. is corrupt. So what's your truth? Is your truth Jesus or is your truth the corrupt world? Amen. Is your truth his promises or is your truth your life experiences? See, where are you going to experience life but there's still truth to what we can experience? Like I, like I was thinking about this earlier or yesterday and I was feeling kind of down actually. And I was thinking about, you know, past and all these memories that I've had of like all these good things that have happened to me in, in my past. And what I was thinking about was was like um, all, all these, I don't know, I was just thinking about all these memories that I was having about all these things that like happened really good in my life. And, and as I was thinking about them, I was like, man, you know, I'm at this certain age. Am I going to have any more of these like memories? You guys ever just think back when you were really young and you're just like laughing and having a good time and it's this memory and it's like you could care less about anything in the world and it's like just this memory that's like, oh my gosh, complete, almost like bliss, like complete, just like, oh, that was so fun. I didn't have a worry in the world. I didn't have a care in the world, right? And all of a sudden life starts to happen and the cares of the world start, start to, to actually impact you, right? They start to really press on you. And then the thing that you had that you were excited about, you no longer feel excited about, about what's going on. You actually feel down, right? And so, life, so this is what God said to me yesterday. He goes, don't worry. You're going to make new memories. And I was like, wow, yeah, I'm going to make new memories. I, I'm going to live a life where I'm going to make new memories. So I'm going to have exciting moments again. I'm going to have moments where I'm going to look back and say, wow, God, that was so cool. I can't believe you did that. Like, I remember when I was a kid, and my, me and my friend were riding, my, riding our bikes, and I was laughing so hard. You guys ever laugh so hard that your body kind of went out of control? Yes. So I was laughing so hard, I was like, ha, 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 and I went down, and I hit my tooth right on the handlebars. It hurt. I actually have, like, my tooth kind of, like, shaved off on the side right there because I chipped a little chunk off, right? And it was, it was so good, I was like, ha, 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 wham! But that can be like how life goes sometimes. You're just like, woo, and all of a sudden, exactly. All of a sudden, you're face first, and like life is really rough, right? And so, but God said this. He says, you're going to make new memories. And I was like, all right, I'm going to make new memories. So I'm going to count that as my word from the Lord. And it says this. In John chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, it says, he was, the, he was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. What do we say? We said this: that Jesus answered and says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." In First John, it says this: 
that everything that was created was created through him. So Jesus is the way. He's the way back to the Father. He says this in that same verse. He said, no one can come to the Father except through Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. So I want to tell you guys a story about a guy named Pilate. You guys know who Pilate is in the Bible? So Pilate was the man that, that was a Roman like, like, like leader that, that Jesus had to face before he went to the cross. He was like the Roman leader that was going to send Jesus to the cross. And it says this, Pilate then, and this is in uh, John chapter 18, verses 33 through 38. If you guys want to turn there, you're welcome to. It says this, Pilate then went back inside into the palace and summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? See, at this time, Jesus was being, getting ready to be crucified. He was, on, he was basically on trial before Pilate. He's getting ready to be crucified. And it says, he says, Are you the king of the Jews? And then Jesus replied, he said, Is that your idea? Jesus asked, or did others talk to you talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied, replied to him, Your own people, the chief priests, handed you over to me. What is it you have done? Jesus answered, My king, my, my kingdom is not of this world. See, the thing is, is, is when you get a, a relationship with Jesus, here's what happens. Jesus be the Lord of my life. Amen. Prayed the prayer, did the altar call, did the tears, did all that, you know, normal experience, right? But then you got home and nothing changed. How many of you guys experienced that? How many of you guys have been to like a thousand altar calls? I have. <laughs> Every time when I was younger, they called an altar call. It's like, I got to make sure I'm really saved. So I'm really messed up. Right? And so every altar call, I was running forward to receive Jesus, even though I'd already received him, like probably a hundred times before that. Right? And so, 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 Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. See, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Sometimes in living in this world, we make this world our reality. We make this world our truth. We make what we go through something that we believe in to be true. But God is saying this, that you're not of this world. You're of his world. When you accept Jesus into your life, you accept his rule and his reign and his authority. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself up for me. My truth and my reality is Jesus. My truth and my reality is the truth of God. My truth and my reality is I live for for eternal purposes. Yes, life is going to get rough. Life is going to get hard. But guess what? I caught my salvation. It's mine. Right? It's mine. It's my Jesus. How many everybody says it's my Jesus? It's my Jesus. Is it yours? Is it your Jesus? When life gets rough, when life gets hard, when things get so out of sort and you don't know what to do, is it your Jesus? Everybody say it's my Jesus. Jesus. Say it with your heart. Say it's my Jesus. Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, no, 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 no. He's my Jesus. Say, no, 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 no. He's my Jesus. Look at your other neighbor and say, no, 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 no. You don't understand. He's my Jesus. (laughs) See, Jesus was not of this world. His kingdom was not of this world. So why in the world do Christians make this? I made 9,000 steps. Why in the world? Why in the world do Christians make this world so real? 
Think about it. What did, what did the disciples go through? Beheading, jail, beat, rocks thrown at them. All because why? Because they served Jesus. And what did Paul say? I count it all joy when I go through trials and tribulations in this world. Wait a minute, dude. When you said that, you were chained up in prison. I count it all joy when I go through trial. Why did he say that? Because he lived for eternal value. He didn't count what he was going through as his God. He knew he had a God that he was going to for eternity. See, we could be facing something really hard and really rough right now. Each one of us has our own life that's, that we're living right now. It could be family stuff. It could be sickness. It could be finances. It could be a million different things in our life. We could be facing it, and we can make it the biggest mountain we could possibly make it. But I want to tell you right now, my God is bigger. Everybody say, my God, my God is bigger. My God is bigger than sickness. My God is bigger than emotional issues. My God. It's bigger, bigger than any giant that stands before me. He destroys every Goliath. Come on, do you believe that tonight? Amen. Amen. Everybody say amen. You know what amen means? It means I agree. It means let it be so. Everybody say amen. Awesome. So he said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. This is Jesus saying this. My, my leaders would, would try to prevent my, me being arrested right now. But now my kingdom is not, is, my, my kingdom is from another place. And, and then Pilate said, you are a king then. And, and Jesus said to Pilate, Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into this world it's to testify of the truth, of the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Everybody say, Jesus, Jesus. is the truth. Jesus is the truth. In John chapter 8, uh, 31, uh, 31 and 32, it says this. If you, if you believe in me, you believe in my word, you'll know my truth and my truth will set you free. The truth there means reality. You'll know the reality of Jesus and his reality will set you free. What's it setting you free from? Everybody take your finger, point at your forehead, and say me. me. Jesus is setting you free from you. How many messed up people we got in here? My hands up. I'm messed up, man. I need Jesus. Especially Gabe. Gabe is really messed up. <laughs> Just kidding, I love Gabe. So, so Jesus came to set us free and he said you know and he says this anybody that believes in me or this world testifies and knows that, that I'm the truth and listen to me anybody that knows Jesus knows he's the truth and then Pilate said this and this is the thing that we all face in life this is what Pilate said he said what is truth everybody say Jesus Jesus he's truth Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the truth. So, so Pilate's sitting here talking to him. He said, what is truth? And the truth is standing right in front of him. Many times we're faced with things in life and truth is standing right in front of you. 
You're faced with these issues. You're faced with these problems. You're faced with the cares of this world. But truth is standing right in front of you, and his name is Jesus. He's the way, the Jesus is the way and the truth back to the Father. Pilate is like, what is truth? Your life is like, what's true? What's real? I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm so frustrated. Life is always doing this. Oh my gosh, again? Really? I have to go through this one more time? I thought I already dealt with this. One more time again? Oh my gosh. It's just like a big hamster wheel all the time. Get off of it. <laughs> Get into the kingdom. Put your mind, not, not on things on this earth, but on things above. Put your affections and your heart on Him. And you'll see that the truth and the reality you walk in is much different. He's the way and the truth. And Pilate said this, what is truth, retorted Pilate. With this, it says this, with this he went out again to the Jews and gathered them, and, and I, I find no bias to charge him against him. So Pilate's like, I don't find anything in this guy to charge him. But ultimately Jesus ends up going to the cross and dying for our sins to give us a way back to the Father. See, truth is standing right in front of him. Pilate doesn't even see it. Say, I don't know if I see it. Say, say this, say life is rough. And I don't always see it. But I want to. Say, Jesus, with your heart right now, say, Jesus, show me who you are. I'm telling you, get alone in your room and you pray that prayer. He's going to fill your heart with who he is. Get to know him. Get to know Jesus. Don't just listen to my words. There's another story about a man named Lazarus. Have you guys ever heard of Lazarus? Who here knows who Lazarus was? Who's Lazarus? Okay. Anybody else know who Lazarus is? Want to answer? No? Okay, I'll go. Anybody? Go once, go on twice? Alright, well here's this is Lazarus. In John chapter 11, verses 30 to 37, it says this. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village. But it was still in, at, the, at, the, at the place where, where Martha had met him. Martha is Lazarus' sister. With the, with the Jews who had been with Mary, who's also Lazarus' sister, in the house, comforting her, noticed now quickly she got up and went out to follow her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn for her brother. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. See, Lazarus had died and he was in a tomb. He, he was like decaying and stinky. Right? That happens. Everybody say sometimes things, things in life stink. <laughs> so, hey, it says some situations stink. Honestly. Like is everything puppy dogs and, and cotton candy and Bubblegum? No, say sometimes things in life stink. But did Jesus leave you? Did he go somewhere? Is he with you? 
I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll always be with you until the end of the age. So why do we feel alone? Because we're making our issues bigger than him. We're making our situation, we're making the things that we're facing bigger than the God that we love, the God that we serve, the God that gave us everything. It's so easy to do it. It really is. When you have responsibility on your life, when you have things that you're trying to accomplish and things you're trying to do, it's so easy to put that responsibility on you to perform. It's so easy to put that thing on you to say it's all on me. It's so easy to put this stuff on yourself to say, I have to do this. I have to make this. I have to make sure this happens. I have to do this. It's all on me. Have you ever felt like that? It's all on me. If I don't, it won't happen. If I don't do this, it won't, it won't happen. If I don't go head, head on with this, that's going to fail. You got, we, we put so much pressure on ourselves. Exactly. That's my point. I'm glad you're catching on. This is amazing. This is amazing. But we do that because we're human beings and we think we have to... See, we're raised in a culture that says you have to do this, this, and this in a reward system. If you do this amount of things, you get this amount of money. If you do your chores and you get your allowance. Or you just, in my house, you just get a high five. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> right? In my house, I feed you, I clothe you, I give you, I give you a place, you know, put deodorant on your armpits. If you have anything to complain about, go talk to somebody else. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's my house, right? And so Jesus, so Jesus saw them, and Jesus saw her and weeping. And the Jews who had, who had come along with her were also weeping. He was deeply moved and in his spirit and troubled. He was troubled. Listen to that. Jesus was troubled. He was moved in his spirit but he was troubled. He said, where have you laid him? He asked. Come see, Lord. It says this. See, before Jesus got there, he said he's going to live. How did he know he was going to live? Because he's Jesus and he walked with the Father. So Jesus is walking with the Father. The Father says, Lazarus is going to live. I need you to go over there and I need you to raise him from the dead. Because the Bible says Jesus didn't do anything unless the Father said to do it. And he didn't say anything unless the Father said to say it. So when Lazarus was going there, he was going there in full confidence of what was going to happen. But he gets there and he sees everybody around him and he's deeply troubled. Why is Jesus troubled? Where have you laid him? See, Jesus is like, where have you laid him? I'm here to do something here. I'm here to make sure this happens. And so Jesus said, where have you laid him? And, and, and so he, he, he gets up and he, he said, come see, Lord. They, they, they replied. It says, Jesus wept. Why did Jesus cry? Do you think he was sad because his friend died? Do you think he was sad because his friend died? His kingdom's not of this world. Why was he sad? Why did Jesus cry? Think about it. 
Why did he cry? See, the people around him said, oh, you see how he loves Lazarus. It says that right here in, in verse 36. It says, and the Jews said, see how he loved him. Oh, my condolences. I'm so sad. Sorry. You lost your friend. Because this is like one of Jesus' best friends. But Jesus was troubled. Why was he troubled? But some of them said, could not he, could, uh, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind have kept this man from dying? So now they're not only are they crying and they're like consoling Jesus, but now they're even questioning his nature. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the Think about this. He was troubled. He was crying because life was standing right in front of them, facing death, and they didn't see it. They saw their friend that was crying. They had a friend that just died. You're like, what are you saying? I shouldn't get sad when people die. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying this. That we live for a different purpose. We live for an eternal value. And we live through the kingdom of God's value, the kingdom of God's authority. So if you want to walk out the things that God has for you to walk out, you have to understand, and I have to understand, that, that God, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And there is no way to the Father except through Him. None of us can get to the Father except through Jesus. You can't get to the Father through good works. You can't get to the Father through, through paying your way into it. You can't get to the Father through, through, through handing out a thousand peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to people that are hungry. You can't get to, a, to the Father digging 60,000 wells in, in the far desert of Africa. You can't get to the Father through any one of these good works. The only way to the Father is through who? Jesus. Come on, who? Who? Jesus. Who is he? Jesus. He's the what? He's the? And the? He's the what? He's the what? He's the way? And the? He's the what? The what? Come on, it's an order. He's the what? He's the what? And the? And the? Wow. Everybody, give your guys a hand, a hand. Come on. Now, I want to tell you guys something that you guys, many of us are going through things. And, and we may only see the catastrophic cares of the world in front of us. And we right now can be letting those things tell us how to feel, how to think. How to be. You could be bummed. <laughs> you can be sad. You can be happy. You can be joyful. How are you be? <laughs> I 
What's your truth? What's your reality? Is he your way? Is he your truth? Is he your life? You have to answer that for yourself, just like I do. See, life happens. You're like, well, that sucks. You want me to lie to you? <laughs> you want me to lie? It's going to be all just perfect. Come to Jesus and everything's going to be great. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. Do you want me to lie to you? No. So I'm just going to tell you the truth. Life happens. Truth will set you free, buddy. You can be bound up with the cares of the world. You can be bound up with issues of life. You can allow life to potter and shape you like a lump of clay. Meaning I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this person feel like this. But see, truth always sets you back straight. You be a light. You continue to share the truth. You don't just share the truth with your words. You share the truth with your actions, through your love for people, through your care for people. Love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and love people as yourself. You have to love. What is love? Love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It holds no record of wrong. How many records of wrong do we hold? Stop it. Love people. Love actually lays its life down for its brother or sister. How many people are selfish and in love? I love you. Do you love me? I love you. I only love you, when you when, only when you love me this specific way. When you don't do these specific things, then I don't love you. How many experience that in life? Is that really love? No. No, it's weird. Right? It's weird. See, love is this. I love you no matter what. I lay my life down for you. I'm not offended by you. You can't hurt me. Because my life is not my own. It's in Jesus. You can try your hardest to hurt me. But I promise you, I'm still going to love you. How many of you guys have been hurt by people? Do you still walk in the hurt or are you forgiving them? <laughs> right? So, so, so the only way you can be free, here's the thing, here's the thing. The only way you can be free is if you actually forgive them. How is that? If what they did to you years ago is still ruling your life, they have power over you. How do you get your power back? You forgive them and move on. <laughs> you guys are looking at me like, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. In Psalms chapter 40, verses 1 and 2, it says this I waited patiently for the Lord. How many of you guys have ever felt like you're just waiting and waiting on God? 
waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and 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 yeah yeah see I felt that too but see what I've noticed in my life that as I'm waiting on God I could I could get in there and be like all right God you're moving fast enough I'm gonna start doing some stuff and guess what happens you guys ever play like like trying to catch the ball and it feels like you have grease on your fingers and it's like Okay. Yes, it's called butterfingers. Yeah, so, so life becomes like I am butterfingers, and I'm trying to get a hold of it, but I just can't seem to grasp it. But what I found is that when I sit patiently in God's presence, and I actually, I actually, because you got to love God with your will, like your, your pride, has to, to die down to make Him God. And so, so when, I, when I submit my pride and my arrogance and thinking I could do it on my own, what actually happens is I, I, I allow him to be God. I say, not my will, but yours. See, and as I give him my will and I say your will, what happens is, is he becomes God at that point. And now he becomes the ruler over my life. So I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid rock, and he gave me a firm place to stand. Can I go ahead that song play, Mr. Tristan? See, Jesus wants to give each one of us a firm place to stand on. How many guys want to stand on something in life where you're actually don't feel like you're going up, down, left, right. Can't even figure out what's going on. I'm so confused. I'm so frustrated. Life is so rough. Oh my gosh, again? You hear what I'm saying? Are you with me? You, you, you get what I'm trying to say here? Yes. See, each one of us has this opportunity to make him our way. To make him our truth. And to make him our life. Each one of us. You have to choose that. I don't know about you, but what I've found is that when I'm set on solid ground, I actually have a better launching pad to move forward. But when I'm set in mud, it's like trying to try to move through it. Have you guys ever ran in the sand? Yes. It sucks. It's, very hard. it's horrible. It's the worst. You you run like 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 a hundred yards and you're like dying. You're like, <laughs> but if you run on solid ground, if you're in somewhat good shape, you run a hundred yards, you're just breathing a little bit. But run on sand and it's a totally different game. Right? It's like quicksand, right? And, and so 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 like. Like, how many guys have ever ran and you had the, the, the rubber band thing tied around your waist and someone's holding it, yeah. right? And you're just like, oh, trying to go, but you just can't go anywhere because you're stuck. See, Jesus wants to give you the freedom to run. But you can only run if you're standing on solid ground. You can only run with more strength and more stamina and more fight in you 
when you're not completely spent trying to fight the elements of, of what's under your feet. So I want to encourage you guys tonight, go ahead and stand to your feet. Go ahead and stand to your feet tonight. Jesus wants you guys to stand on solid ground. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. And He's the life. No one can come to the Father except through Him. So tonight, if you feel like you're struggling, and you feel like you're not on solid ground, you feel like you're always trying harder and it just doesn't seem to work. You're trying, you're trying, you're trying, and you just can't seem to get where you want to go. Tonight, if that's you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand boldly and say, I want God to, to step in in my situation. I see your hands. Come on. I see your hands. If that's you, if your hand's up, I'm going to ask you to come forward right here. And we're going to lay hands on you and pray for you. Let's be honoring of, the, of this moment right now, please. If you're making a decision, come on, just bring it into the middle. Come on, bring it into the middle. Bring it into the middle, come on. Can I have the youth that are behind Paradise? Can you come help me pray? Kevin, can you help me pray? Maddie, can you help me pray? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Guys, just lift your hands right now. All these things that you're holding on to that's not from God. Release them right now through your worship. Just turn the music up. Right now, just sing the song to him right now. If you're a youth leader, man, Thanks for listening to Christ-Centered Identity. Please share with your friends and have a beautiful day.